This is Dialogue, a podcast series from American Mosaic. This is a conversation from uh, my road trip uh, in uh, Michigan and Ohio. Uh, I'm in uh, Toledo, and uh, I'm just coming out of a coffee shop, and uh, I see a a place across the street that's uh, an art store. And I walk over and go in, and uh, I'm having a conversation um, with the uh, clerk, uh, and a customer comes up, and so there was another customer in there, and I go over and strike up a conversation, and um, it turns out that uh, this is uh, Tessa, and um, she was interested in what I was doing and agreed to have a conversation. So we went over across the street and sat down outside, uh, and there was some chairs at the table, and uh, I never know who I'm going to meet uh, when I uh, strike up these conversations. And uh, this was an interesting conversation. Tessa is uh, 28. Uh, she was raised in uh, Dayton. And um, she's going to get married soon. And uh, this is a conversation that's actually from the right side of things. Um, I talk to people uh, uh, left, right, uh, blue, red, uh, doesn't really make any difference, uh, what their politics are. I'm just interested uh, in people and what they're thinking today. And, uh, this was, uh, very enlightening, uh, and it was good to hear, uh, some of the viewpoint of, uh, someone who, uh, is, uh, certainly, uh, a good Christian, um, attended, uh, Liberty University, and um, probably uh, is someone who maybe is uh, more towards the center uh, than in the far right, but nevertheless uh, certainly has a viewpoint uh, or a conservative viewpoint. And I thought this was uh, a very good conversation. Uh, My name is Tessa. I'm from Dayton, Ohio, but I'm currently living here in Toledo, and I'm a part of the American Mosaic. Perfect. Give me a little background. Uh, so you were born and raised in uh, in Dayton. Yep, I was born and raised in I was born in Middletown, Ohio, but um, actually from a small town called Germantown, Ohio, small farm town. Um, yeah, born and raised and lived in Ohio my entire life, and I love it. I love being from the Midwest, so I'm very proud. What do you love about it? I just think the culture and values align with what I believe are important. Um, I recently visited my sister in LA, and. I liked it, but just felt at home being in Ohio, definitely. Interesting. It's definitely, uh, you know, one of the things that I found going around the country is that, uh, you know, we're all kind of products of our environment. Mm -hmm. And um, so, you know, a value set sort of comes from that. Yeah, I just feel like it's hardworking and um, still part of the American dream. I feel like the Midwest is similar that way. Talk to me about that. Uh, you know, some people would say the American dream uh, doesn't exist, uh, and, and on, on a lot of different ways. What? Tell me what your thoughts are about the American dream today. I think I'm pretty traditional in my values. I um, am getting married in May, and I'm excited to raise a family. Um, my husband will be working more than I will, and I'll be the primary caretaker and giver of of my family, and he'll be providing financially more than I will. Um, But I just think a lot of people still want that, and I think 
in 2019, I feel that America's gotten away from that traditional value. But I still think people want that, in my opinion. At heart, I think they want that. I think everyone wants their person, and then they want someone they love to raise that family with. And they want to be happy. Exactly. It's, I find it interesting, a lot of places I go, you know, we've got a lot of uh, people struggling. Uh, struggling financially, mm-hmm. a family struggling, uh, drugs, mm-hmm. opioid, the opioid uh, problem, which is created by uh, born that that was an industry that was created in this country yeah. uh, but it's destroyed so many lives um, but a lot of that is the family value thing too uh, what do you uh, yeah and I and I also and I, I know that uh, and I know they has had some serious problems yes we do definitely uh, just give me a little Talk to me a little bit about that, your perspective on that. Uh, kind of, how did it get there? Is it getting better? Is it going to get better? Are we going to solve that? Or what do you think? Um, I think as we've gotten farther away from values that, like, my grandparents had, that people become more dependent on a drug to make them not feel things. Because broken families are common. The, the divorce rate is crazy. I work at a dropout recovery school. And I see these kids come from broken homes and families and drug abuse and gun violence and gang violence. And it just, the cycle just repeats itself. It's generational poverty. And I just, it's difficult to see a way out of that. But I think it's because we've gotten away from um, wholesome values that America used to have. Like staying together and working it out. Not depending on pills to take care of your problems. And honestly, I think... Um, regardless of what religion you are, that's taken a back seat. And I think religion, regardless of what you believe, they all have the same core values, which is staying married, being a good person, and avoiding drugs and alcohol. Really, that's that's what a lot of religions um, teach or preach, in my opinion. How about the, um, we're so divided today. I find that interesting, and that's honestly that was uh, kind of what started me on this project. Is uh, yeah, okay, I, you know, I'm Seattle, and that's a certain place. Yeah. And, you know, some people say, "Well, we're in the blue bubble there, or whatever." But, uh, but you know, I was trying. That's why I needed to find out who we are today. I, how come we're so divided? I mean, I realize we've always had different individual ideas and thinking, and that's healthy, but we can't discuss anything. We, we, we're, we're on opposing sides, and there's no middle ground on anything anymore. Tell me what your thoughts are about I have a lot of opinions about that, but I just think people are too sensitive. They get offended really easily. Like, I saw this one thing where the cast of, um, who, what was it? Um, I forget what TV, Will and Grace, I think, actors from that. I'm not sure if that's true, but they were they were signing a petition, or they were wanting names of people who had ever worked with Donald Trump. And if you've worked with them, we want to know because we don't want to work with you. I work with people every single day I disagree with and don't want to be around. And I, work, I love them anyway, and I work with them anyway. So I just think, I think my generation, millennials, were too sensitive. People get mad and triggered over the tiniest things. I think it's okay to have a different opinion than someone. Like, I'm conservative. I have conservative values. 
and I get frustrated when people of the opposite political spectrum try to get me to believe something that I don't necessarily agree with, but they force it on me and say I'm being like, you're not me specifically, but I'm being like, you're being racist or homophobic or anything like that. I'm like, no, 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 I'm not being like that. I just have a different value base in you and that's fine. I respect what you, what you say and think. And I just want you to respect how I feel too. So I think electing Donald Trump is the right's response to the left being so like offended by everything. When we felt that our values were being attacked and we couldn't believe what we thought was important and true to us and they tried to take it away, we were like, fine. I mean, not that I agree with everything Donald Trump does or says, but I think that was the conservative rights um, answer to that. Interesting. I find that I find that interesting uh, personally because, uh, regardless of where my political views are, and, and honestly, I didn't like either candidate, right? Yeah, the president. I totally. Uh, me too. However, I have uh, for me uh, sometimes uh, I go by uh, a who the character of a person, and so on and so on. What I find interesting um, is uh, you know. What are your views? And this, this is a tough question, and we don't have to even go there if you don't want. But how about misogyny, and how about issues like that today? Like, and how um, about uh, treatment of women in the workplace? Women, women, no, and women just as had respect for women, and uh, there's a we've we've crossing some lines. And uh, as uh, I was talking to somebody in West Virginia, uh, certainly a good Christian man and a little, little teeny mining yeah. town, yeah. and I asked him, I said, okay, how do you kind of go like with this, but over with this, and uh, is our moral compass getting out of whack today a little bit? <laughs> I think so. I think my generation has pushed a culture of sex and women dressing how they want and inappropriate jokes in the workplace and no one saying anything about it. So then you get this confusion of like, like when, when someone makes like a sexual joke, I heard that my whole life growing up, like in public school and like at work and stuff and you just kind of like laughed and rolled your eyes and you you heard about women and men sleeping around so I think all of the sudden we're like women are mad at the way men are treating women I'm like you you did this by sleeping with men and sleeping around and, and dressing a certain way and I understand that like people feminists on the other side say well you should be able to dress however you want and men shouldn't be able to say anything. Well, yeah, but we don't live in a perfect world. I can't go to work in a bikini. Like, if my office is hot, I can't show up in a bikini and expect, like, that to be acceptable. No. I think... I think, of course, women or men should respect women, but I think that women have behaved in a way over the last 20, 30 years that have kind of allowed men to think that's okay, in my opinion. I don't think women have been um, what, like how my my grandparents acted or my mom. It's just it's just different. And 
But as, as a woman, like, I've never felt like I couldn't do anything that men do. I've never felt like I couldn't enter a job that men do. I never felt, I've never felt like that ever. And I never understood that ideology. I remember I have my master's degree in sport administration and I had a sociology professor. Um, she's like, why do you want to go into sport, sport management? And I was like, oh, I think it might be easier for me to get a job because I'm a woman. And she was like, wrong. And I was like, what? And she's like, no, 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 you won't get a job because you're a woman. And that was never like a thought to me that I'd entertain. And I'm like, she is full of crap. Like, I don't know. I don't know what her deal is, but I've never felt like I wouldn't get a job because I'm a female. To me, that, that I've, I've never been gypped because I'm a woman. That's just my standpoint. So... Good for you. <laughs> I, that's just how I just feel like women though. are whiny. We can do everything that men can do. Stop yeah. whining and go do it. I I just think they have this like they're like oh men men are like the white man. I'm like stop complaining and get over it. It's not I've not seen it exist, and I'm not saying it doesn't exist. I've experienced it a little bit, um, and it's it's awful. But it was a very extreme case of like. Um, a former boss treating me differently because I'm a woman at a Christian university. It was awful. That's interesting. Yes. <laughs> yep. At Liberty University, I was not treated fairly. Yep. So. And I guess that's, uh, yeah, that points up something that uh, it doesn't make any difference what side you are, where you are with anything, uh, you've got good people and you've got bad people and, and I think that's um, what do you think about uh, are we going to get uh, I think perhaps going to this divisiveness that, you know, we, we're kind of in the polarization thing that we're sort of at a, a kind of a flashpoint almost in a way we have people just getting behind and uh, you know, I mean somebody can say something and then you go like yeah yeah you know I mean it, it's, it's just it's sort of like yeah lock them up shoot them kill them whatever rah 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 uh, and without even thinking about what they're us versus them kind of thing going back yeah and I hate that we? it's like that I'm like I'm terrified to even like whatever political affiliation I align with I'm terrified to like like something because like on Twitter or something because I don't want a boss or someone to be like, oh, I don't disagree with her politically, so I wouldn't give her a job just because she faved this tweet. It's like, you can't, unless you're liberal, you can't say how you feel politically because you'll be fired, you'll be judged, and I'm like, it's just, it's out of control. In the land where we're supposed to have free speech, it feels like it's being taken away. If you don't agree with whatever Hollywood says, or if you're not Democrat, and you just don't voice your opinion because you want to keep your job and you don't want to make people mad. Really it's really frustrating um, because I work with people I, I don't agree with all the time, but I handle it like an adult and they don't have to agree with me. That's the beauty of America. And I feel like if we lose that, then we lose what's important. How are we going to get over this, do you think? Because we do have to get past it. We do have to get past it. Um... Truthfully, I just think it's going to probably take a Democrat to get into office because I feel like it's the left that's just, like, mad and angry all of the time. And until they stop whining and get their way, that's, in my opinion, the only way it's going to go back to being peaceful. They've been throwing a temper tantrum for three years. I'm not saying that what Donald Trump's behavior isn't 
appropriate or I, I'm not approving that, but I'm saying we held an election and that's that's what it was. Like, I don't know, you know, I'm like, I think if this were the, if Hillary Clinton would have been in office, I don't think it would be like this because the right wouldn't be saying anything. We wouldn't be like, like whining about it. We wouldn't like it, but we had Obama for eight years, you know? Yeah, it's a good point. You know, there, there are some things in principle that I that I, I am in agreement with what Trump is doing. Yeah. But I'm not in agreement with the person and the, the oh, yeah. language. He's ridiculous. And and also the other thing is, I think about if if I was a parent today and had impressionable young children from the very very top. From the mouth, out of the very, very top, comes things that I would say, and I'd have to have to sit down with my kids and say, Oh, he acts very unpresidential. I'm sorry, that's the President of the United States, but that doesn't count what he said. And and no, and bullying is not a good thing. No, okay, so yeah, were you bullied in school? No, oh, wait a minute, how you, so there's a lot of conflicts here. Right. That's that's where I see we have such a problem. Yeah. Oh, he's very unpresidential. I mean, I personally, I loved Ben Carson. That's who I, he's brilliant. He's a neurosurgeon um, at John Hopkins. I, I really, I actually saw him in person speak and I was a huge fan of him. So I think when we found out that Trump was a nomination, we were like, oh gosh, you know. So um, will Liberty endorse, the, endorse Donald Trump as um, their presidential Nom- like they gave their support to him, and I just think evangelicals kind of followed along because we didn't really have a choice otherwise. It was really frustrating to see their values and morals support him. You're like, that doesn't match up. That's against everything you preach. But on the other hand, I think evangelicals felt like Trump was the only was was giving us a voice where we felt like maybe the left was trying to shut us out of what we believe and hold true. So I think that was part of it. But I mean, I think if you ask any Christian if they think his behavior is appropriate morally, um, no, no, that's not, that's not how you conduct yourself. It's kind of, it's crazy. It's really crazy, but. That's why I say, uh, I think we're in uh, a historic time in our country. We got to figure it out. I, it, it is concerning because I'm really proud to be an American. I, my grandma always used to say, you're, you should be really proud to be from America. You're so grateful. And like when I was 10, I was like, didn't, you know, didn't understand that. But now at my age, I'm, I'm 27. I'm like, oh, it is really amazing to be from America. I mean, I think when you go outside the U.S., of course, it's, it's always good to see other cultures. But I and proud of our values and proud of what our country was built on. I really am. No other, there's no other country in the world like it. So. Uh, for sure. And I just want people, I, I just get frustrated when nominees just hate on America, say all these things. And I'm like, I don't see anything that they're talking about. I, I mean, for me, I'm just proud. So. That's a good thing. And I feel what, like we're losing that. Um, I think what, if you look at other countries like Middle East, where like women were just just started being able to drive, where was that? Um, I forget what country. That's Saudi it was. Arabia. Yeah, Saudi Arabia. I mean, that's oppressive. That's the kind of oppression that 
you just can't even believe. But for women to be oppressed here, in my opinion, I don't see it. And I know a lot of people would disagree, but I know there's a lot of people who would agree with me. There's a lot of diversity here. I mean, just a little bit, and I've read a little bit, uh, you know, before I came here, but I just uh, noticed in uh, Toledo, it's like, okay, over in the art store, uh, her parents immigrated from Lebanon. Oh, yeah. Okay. And, you know, to them, it was the American dream, you know, obviously. Yeah. Uh, the hotel I'm staying in down the street here, uh, the desk clerk was um, uh, a young fellow uh, with a wife and a daughter, and he's here going to school, and his wife's going to school, and the daughter, and they're really happy to be here. Uh, they're on sort of that kind of kind of student visa kind of thing, whatever, mm -hmm. but uh, he's from Saudi Arabia. Mm. And so I guess my question is, um, how do you feel about these people from other countries that have kind of come in that uh, sort of don't look like the old original immigrants, which I know that's a lot of people are struggling. Yeah. Uh, How do I feel about them being here? Yeah. It doesn't bother me at all as long as they're here to be good people, um, kind of adult, adapt to the way that our culture is. Like, we learn from them, they learn from us. I mean, as long as they're not here to do any harm to anybody and learn and better their lives and they, you know, do it the legal way, 100%. I think it's great. Definitely. The immigration thing obviously has become such a huge issue because mm -hmm. uh, it's kind of taking a whole bunch of people and, and putting them in one category when perhaps we have several categories. Yeah, uh, definitely. And, uh, you know, there's... It's a problem. It's not a left or right problem. It's just a problem it's that a problem. we have. Yeah. It, it, it didn't get solved uh, before the current administration. And, right. Uh, it's not solved now. And it's not solved now. No. And I think Trump, though, heightens, like... His direct, like, saying he doesn't want them to come in, I think just stirs the pot. So I think that's added um, to the political climate of that, for sure. <laughs> yeah. I understand, though. It's a crisis. Like, there's... I just believe if you want to come here from another country, I welcome that as long as it's done legally. And I understand that I don't know enough about it to know... I know that... They come from gang violence and poverty and all of that. I complete, like, my heart aches for that, but I, I still think there's a right and legal way to do it. And I don't think it's it's fair for people to kind of look the other way. Um, like, when, when they offered to do, um, I, think, I think it was Trump offered to do sanctuary cities, like use sanctuary cities for the immigrants coming in, and they were all like, no, no, we don't, we don't want them here. And I'm like, isn't that what you want though that's like what I hear you campaigning for so it's kind of confusing I just think they like it I don't truthfully I don't think the other side of the aisle cares about um, I don't think they really care about the immigrants I think they care about it being a dividing point because um, like what kind of person wants to see young kids across the border hungry and tired and not cleaned up not bathed no one wants to see that, of course. 
but I think there's a way to handle it. Also, if America's so bad, then why why are people racing across the border to get here? That doesn't make any sense to me. If we are so close-minded, then why why does everyone want to be here? Everyone wants to come to school here. We have the best research universities in the world. Best medicine, best hospitals, best everything. Okay. I agree, I, I, I agree with that, and, 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 and honestly, uh, yeah, I, I question uh, make America great again. I think America is a great place. Yeah, I it's already what, great. It's already a great place. What we need to do is we just need to kind of work on some things. Yeah. And it is always a work in progress. I, I may not agree with someone lifestyle-wise or choice-wise, but I would never, like, not be their friend or treat them poorly, I would never do that. And I think that's the misconception is people think that if you don't agree with them, like, you would treat them like, no, no, I just, but yeah, that's my opinion. So you're hopeful. Are you hopeful? I am hopeful. I, I, I think I'm hopeful. I want to be hopeful. I think you have to be. If you don't have hope, then you don't have anything. So I'm hopeful that we will stop being so divisive. I hate it. That's not, that's not America. America's the place where you can have your opinion and you can believe whatever you want, free speech. And I think if that's taken away, then I think people are going to leave. <laughs> and, you know, one thing, okay, it's, it's a gen, there's a, to me, there's a generational thing. Yeah. Very much so. And, you know, there's uh some some of the people and some things I found was okay. You get into somebody older. Let's say somebody like uh, you know maybe your parents' generation or, mm-hmm. or, or older, uh, whatever. And you know some people that uh, maybe the American dream didn't quite work the way they wanted it to mm-hmm. because you know the the plant closed. Yeah. The, whatever uh, you know. So that that forty dollar an hour, forty five dollar an hour job with all kinds of benefits, you know, went away. Yeah. You know, that was middle America, the, you know, just oh, bottom yeah. fell out for a whole, okay. So, you know, some of those people didn't get to retire the way they thought. Uh, they lost a pension because the company sort of worked that deal. And, yeah. uh, you know, and so all of a sudden there's, uh, you know, the $15 an hour job and the 13 hour, the, you know, two or three different jobs. Yeah. And, and a lot of those people kind of wanted to go back and you can't go back you're only going no. forward so I wonder you know there's a lot of fear and anger kind of out there with some people I think there is some, yeah I think so um I was gonna say something good and I can't remember what it was um well, it's kind of in the generational thing and the, you know the parents age and stuff is there something you were thinking how, how people feel about losing jobs and losing their place losing their way losing their privilege or I think today, I think we really push college. Like, we're pushing, you have to get a college degree. You have to get a college degree. And I think there's probably, there's there's some, like, I was a fine art major, but I'm, I'm an art teacher now. Um, but it's like, what do, you, what do you do with a fine art degree? You go get an MFA, and, and then you either teach art or you become a studio artist. I think it's important to get a degree in something where you learn a skill. Like, um, of course, if you're teaching, that's great in the arts, but there's a lot of degrees that it's like, what the heck do you do with that? And I think 
the focus was college, 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 and now we're missing like people in trades. So at our school, we really push trade school because um, it's not as long and not as expensive to pay for compared to college. Um, and the, the thought of four years for our for another four years of school for our kids, it's like, whoa, I just got through high school. Like, I'm, I'm happy to be getting my diploma. So you're taking a lot of steps back from, like, a traditional public school. Um, but I think maybe focusing more on trade school would maybe help bring some of those more secure, stable jobs that pay well um, back. Just my opinion. Why is good? We need all these people to do these trades that you don't necessarily need a four-year degree for. I think for college, of course, is important, but I think college isn't for everyone. And I think a, re, a refocus on that in high school, because all I heard in college was, or in um, high school was college, 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 a little bit of trade school, but it was mainly just, just getting a bachelor's degree. Yeah. Going back to the millennial thing, uh, you know, okay. So millennials have kind of these, as you brought up, these ideas about things. Uh, where did that kind of come from? What, what, I have did... no idea. I really don't know. Like, the way millennials think, I think it honestly, actually, I think it's social media. I think social media has destroyed my generation. I mean, I use it, of course. It's entertaining. But the thought of, like, not being able to ever go on Instagram again is kind of, like, terrifying. Like, we like to go on and see what people are doing and who's with who and what's happening here and there. I, I really think cell phones and the iPhone constantly having consistent communication with someone is a huge problem. I hate that people can call me or text me anytime they want to. That drives me crazy. There's only a few people I really want to hear from consistently. And when, when anybody can just call you and, you know, interrupt your evening or something, it's or you find out news about what so-and-so did to someone and it upsets you whereas normally you would have never heard about that issue so I really blame social media and the attachment to our screens where do you get your news where do you get your information where do you uh, about what's going on uh, locally nationally internationally where do you get your information uh, my phone and I read the skim every morning um, before I get to work and it just kind of skims the day. And it's very neutral. It's not left or right. And I really like that. I hate getting on the news and they lean one way. I'm like, that's only telling half the story. Like, both both parties are guilty. I just want to hear neutral news. Don't want to hear it biased. And then I watch the Today Show in the morning. They're, they're pretty good. They're pretty neutral for the most part. Some people have said uh, that... You know, sometimes we, the information we get is just, uh, you know, it's like a it's like a paragraph, a short paragraph, and uh, we don't go into the in-depth reporting, or, or it's there, but we don't take the time to read those things anymore. Yeah. It does take, I mean, you know, you can, you can look at something and get like, oh, is that true or false? Well, we don't really know, but it took me about a second to read it. Yeah, people like clickbait and clicking on things that have catchy sayings and... I just think it all stirs up. I think Facebook has just... People... Like, when they share um, ads... Or not ads. When they share um, stories that they find important. Especially, like, politically, I guess. Or something that is very personal to them. Like, I don't know. Like, vaccine. Like, anti-vaxxers. Or people who, about abortion. And they share their opinion. I'm like... You posting that has not changed my opinion. It's just, like, annoyed the crap out of me. 
So I think when people are sharing stuff, I'm like, please think before you, you share. And it just stirs the pot a little bit. And then people get angry and they comment and then they're offended. And I think if you have people doing that all day on Facebook, it's just, it's out of control. It's just causing and stirring up strife. And, and people like getting on Facebook and bragging about themselves. I'm like, that's not appropriate. It's just become a big platform to self-promote yourself. I, I certainly agree with that. It's too I'm bad. like, this. it is not about you 24-7. It is not about you. It is about helping other people, being kind to other people, not making someone else feel like crap because they didn't get their raise or their promotion or putting your kid out there when your kid might have discipline issues and your kid's really great and student of the month. I mean, it's when I get on Facebook, it's out of control. And how much of that is made up stuff? In oh, words? it's all. It's a fantasy world. They do it for people to like it, for them to feel better about themselves. I'm not saying either that I'm I'm not guilty of this, but I really try. I, before I post thing, I'm like, how would this make someone else feel? I'm not I'm not here to brag on myself. I mean, at the end of the day, we're all people. Well, I'll go back to maybe the final thing here is just to say. Yes. Uh, Okay, you're going to get married, and uh, you're looking forward to uh, raising a family. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess that goes back to uh, again the world that we live in, um, and um, and how you're feeling about going forward. I, I guess um, it's a with like when we have children one day. Um, it's definitely scary. I had. Um, someone tell me that it was irresponsible of me to have children in this political climate and I'm like so I'm just so for that reason I'm supposed to just not have kids like it was I was so frustrated when I heard this because I'm like really that's where we're at like we're just gonna stop having kids because of like the political climate It, it was just I couldn't even believe this person said that so, of course, it kind of makes me scared because public school now isn't what public school used to be. I mean, the vaping, that whole thing, and the social media, all of that I never had to deal with. And it was it's just kind of, it is scary for me to think of my kids, like, facing that. And there's not a whole lot, like, I can do as a mom other than teach them right from wrong. I mean, at the end of the day, they're their own person with their own opinions and their own thoughts and feelings. And I can only be there to protect them, you know, for so long until they're, they are in high school. So it is, it is definitely scary, but um, it's somewhat, I think it is out of your control as a parent. And that's, what's terrifying. Like, I love my little dog so much, but it's cause like, she'll never do anything wrong. She's not going to like go abuse drugs. She's not going to like run off and never see me again. Um, and I can't imagine how passionately I will feel towards my children in that regard. Like, I just already love them so much. And I'm a couple years away. So, definitely scary, but hopeful that um, it's going to get better. It has to. Yeah. It's a great place to end it. Yes. I really appreciate the conversation. Yeah, you're welcome. That's it for this episode of Dialogue from an American Mosaic. Thanks for listening, and if you enjoy this podcast series, uh, please subscribe. Uh, Tell your friends, and uh, give us a comment, a like, uh, and uh, also, uh, you can check out American-Mosaic.com.
mosaic-mosaic.com. That's American-mosaic.com uh, for information about American Mosaic and Project Dialogue.